Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blissful Living Radio Show. My name is Rochelle Lawson. I am the queen of feeling fabulous, and I am your host for this show. And it is the goal of me that you get the most out of this show that allows you to live blissfully. Our focus is helping you to decrease or eliminate stress from your life in every possible imaginable way that you could ever think of. Um, we have a wonderful guest with us today who is going to talk about a very, very interesting subject that we kind of tend to ignore when it comes to relating to stress and how we can decrease our stress. And as you know, Stress is the number one cause of disease, and if you don't know that, then you should listen up. Stress is the number one cause of disease and illness here in our society today, and it is so difficult today to get away from all the stresses that are in our environment, whether it's our relationships or our work environment or the natural environment, meaning being just out and about traveling throughout the world or traveling in your car every day from work to home or home to work. Um, there's also stress in um, the technology that we use. And when I say that, I mean not in a bad way, but also I do mean in a bad way because nowadays you can't get away from technology. No matter how hard you try, you can't get away from technology. Technology ch chases us all over the place. And because we have so many instant and immediate access to our self-gratification with the utilization of technology, it is virtually impossible. But what technology does for us, it actually increases our stress because we feel compelled that we need to be on and, and reachable and in touch with everyone 24-7. And that's not really reality. I remember back in the 90s and the 80s when there were no cell phones and there were no Internet and there was, there was none of this um, Twitter or Facebook or any of the social media. So literally the best technology we had back then was pagers. And you would have to call someone, page them basically, put your number in, and hope that they would get back to you in an efficient time. But it wasn't like this instant gratification where I could pick up the phone, call someone, and as soon as the phone stopped ringing, immediately have someone on the other end. So what my goal is for all of you that are listening is that you are able to take away some valuable information that you can utilize and incorporate into your life immediately. Now, for those of you that this is your first time listening to this show, what I'd like to do is tell you that I have um, over 21 years as a healthcare provider. I'm a registered nurse, and I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner, and my main focus is on bringing holistic health and wellness into all of our lives so we can be free of illness and disease. And so with that... Um, what I'd like for you to know is the information that you will get from listening to the show, you will be able to incorporate into your life, no matter where you are on the stress chart, that will give you immediate access to allow you to help decrease or completely eliminate stress from your life so that you can be healthy and well. Now, I have a website and I have lots of free gifts for you. And the website is www.rochelle.com, and you can tap in or click on, and I have a gift for you. It's an ebook, which is 21 Ways to Instantly Reduce Stress. I also have for you um, a gift and another way that you can reach out and touch not only me if you want to go deeper, but also with the guests. So with that said... I'm just going to repeat, it's triple W, and it's Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-E-L-A-W-S like Sam, O-N like no, dot com. Go to that site, click on, and get your free gift of 21 tips to instantly reduce your stress. Now, with that being said, I would like to welcome you to this wonderful, wonderful, radiant lady. 
Um, she's just absolutely fabulous. And I know that the topic we will be discussing today, which has to do with sensuality and radiance and how that can help you effectively reduce or eliminate the stress in your life, um, I know you're going to want to listen up and stay tuned. My guest today is just this wonderful lady by the name of Tamara, Tamara Gerlach. And Tamara is, um, is just the radiant gift to us. She's a radiant, vibrant, energetic, positive individual. And she's going to educate us or enlighten us, which may be a better word, in how we can cultivate radiance in our life and decrease our stress by sensuality. So let me tell you a little bit about Tamara. Years ago, Tamara went on a journey to discover what made radiant people so happy. And you know, as you go through life and your day, you see people that look so radiant and they look so happy and so vibrant. And then you also see the other end of the spectrum where you have people that Mm, you know they're not radiant, they're not looking vibrant, and they're definitely not looking happy. And so what Tamara did was she discovered that all radiant people possess five elements of self-care, which begin with cultivating happiness on the inside. Because truly, if you're not happy on the inside, you cannot fake it. You cannot exuberate radiance on the outside. Tamara has a new book called Cultivating Radiance, and Tamara shares the secrets of radiant people by exploring how our beliefs, our attitude, passion, self-care alignment, and vision are the keys to a more radiant life. Now, if you're looking for radiance and you're looking for blissful living in your life, you've definitely connected at, to the right spot. Now, each short motivational chapter in Tamara's book is designed to take you, the reader, on a journey to discovering your own radiant nature, which is going to help you eliminate stress in your life and reduce your stress or possibly reduce your stress and eliminate stress in your life so that you can exuberate this radiance that you just have waiting inside of you that wants to burst out. Each chapter in Tamara's book contains um, concepts that plant the seed of change a discovery question to help deepen the wisdom from the information you're going to be obtaining through her book, as well as activities to help get <clears throat> get you into action and challenge and gratitude elements and mantras to help lock in the learning. So it's a, a process in which you'll read, you'll be actively engaged, you'll have exercises that you need to do, and all of this will cement the fact of how you can continue cultivating this radiance in your life when you're done with the book. Now, we realize that we don't have to be young, active, thin to be radiant. We're all born radiant, and we all need a little cultiva cultivation of it. Sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle of things, but for the most part, we all have that inside of us. Sometimes we just we seem to like feel like we've lost it. Um, we learn that we do have time to take care of ourselves, and have more energy to take care of the people that are important to us when you are feeling radiant. We'll um, also learn that in Tamara's book that to light up a room, inspire joy, freedom, and balance in every part of our life, you can do this by creating your own personal radiance plan. And Tamara says that cultivating radiance is air to fire. It's wonderfully clever thoughtful, and most importantly, filled with spiritual and practi practical ideals, creating a lighted pathway back to inner exuberance and self-love. And actually, I'm sorry, I misquoted. I said Tamara said that, but in actuality, it was a person that had the pleasure of reading her book, and that's what that person had to say. Um, Tamara is also known as the Radiance Lady and has taught, mentored, and coached thousands of people to create freedom and cultivate radiance since 1982. Tamra, or as she's affectionately known as Tam, brings her light, her creativity, experience as an entrepreneur, a former national team coach for the USA Gymnastics, 
Woohoo! Go! An author, speaker, and life and business coach into everything that she does. So I would like to extend this warm welcome to my very special guest and friend, Tamara Gerlock. Tamara, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Rochelle. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. I was like, wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> I realized, wait, it's my book. <laughs> You're like, what? Are you really talking about me or who is this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm just such, I'm so honored to have you as a guest. And, and I think that our topic is going to be very enlightening and intriguing and I really can't wait to hear more and jump in so we're, we're just going to do that you know right now how does that sound to you Tam perfect okay so Tamara um tell us first of all I know the listeners want to know how does sensuality help us with stress more importantly why is sensuality so important? Mm, yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think you touched a lot of it when you were talking about cultivating raise the book. You know, we look at um, all the things in our life that are stressful. And to get, you know, uh, Dan Millman has this uh, quote. He says, I had to lose my mind to come to my senses. And it's that we are so stuck in our heads. We spend a lot, a lot of time doing a lot of things with our mind and, and trying to filter everything through that, that we forget that we have the rest of our body to actually support us. And so I think that's why it's so important because, you know, when you look at sensuality, a lot of people confuse sensuality and sexuality. They're very different. So if, I, I like to go to the roots of words. And um, so when you look at the roots or the, where, the origin of sensuality, it's the capacity for sensation or to be endowed with feeling or be sensitive. And it's being concerned with the senses. You know, we, we weren't just given a brain. We were given a whole body to feel. Right, so right. People yeah. think, and you're right, people do tend to think that sensuality and sexuality are the same thing, and they're really not. They really are completely different. And I like how you emphasize that it really does start in our mind. I mean, everything that we truly have power over, which is really our little own self-contained planet, which is our mind, body, spirit, um, starts in our mind. And so um, if you put a negative connotation, quote-unquote, on a word like sensuality, um, what you actually probably do is block yourself from receiving the goodness that sensuality can actually bring into your life. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. And it can lead to sexuality. So it can be a part of, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Like you said, they're, they're different. So becoming fully sensual, that can certainly lead to being very sexual too. But the way we talk about it in our, um, in our culture, it, it can have a really sort of a negative, like you said, it's like, oh, don't be sensual, you know. You should be sensual because you're, you're being too sexy. And it's like, mm -hmm. no being central because I'm in touch with my mind. I'm in touch with myself. I'm not, yeah. when I'm sensual, I'm not being sexual. When I'm being sexual, you definitely know it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt, yeah. <laughs> well, expand yeah. a little bit more for us on, um, you know, why um, why one really I mean, I know you you said it, it has to do with, you know, really getting in touch with our minds. Expand a little more um, for us on why that's so important, why it's so mm -hmm. essential. Yeah, because when we're, when we're looking at, um, you know, how we function in the world, if we're only using a small part of, you know, if we're only accessing a small part of our power, we're leaving a whole lot on the table, you know. There's, we have access to so much more through our full sensual selves. 
And, um, you know, when you look at our culture, how many people out there have heard this, like, oh, don't be so sensitive. You know, and people say that sensitivity is a bad thing. You know, they make it look like, oh, you don't want to be sensitive. But I, like, when, when somebody tells me, like, I work with a lot of clients one-on-one, and I certainly do lots of workshops, and people say, yeah, well, I'm just so sensitive. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That is so cool. I'm glad you're sensitive. Your work is going to be easier because our culture says turn that down go to sleep, don't feel so much, you know, and we do things like, you know, if you're in pain, here, take this pill, oh, you don't feel happy, take that pill, you know, you don't want to feel whatever, take another pill, dull it down, go to sleep, and really what I'm trying to talk about here is the exact opposite. That's that's wonderful, because you are so right, with with regards to my background in um, allopathic or Western medicine, I totally agree with you. I've seen that time and time and time again where someone goes to the doctor and that they're not feeling well, and I'm going to say in their mind, and it's, trans, it's transitioning into their body, so they're having actual physical symptoms. And instead of the doctor, and, and I'm not blaming doctors. I love doctors. They, they do some wonderfully amazing things. And with the con, within the concepts or con, constricts of what how medicine is practiced today, they really don't have much time to really connect with the patient. So the easiest thing for them to do is, well, here, you're feeling depressed? Well, let me give you an antidepressive medication. And all a person may really need to do is just really sit down and have some a conversation with someone that's non-biased or, you know, that can enlighten them about ways that they can uplift themselves and uplift their minds naturally, holistically, without resorting to the, I don't want to say awful, but without resorting to prosthetics. Yeah. Well, I love what you said because, you know, I am not at all blaming the doctors. I think our culture asks for it. When somebody goes to the doctor and says, I need this, you know, it's, it's hard for the doctor, especially one who doesn't have time to, you know, argue with it. It's like, all right, you know, it's out there. It's just so prevalent. So, so yeah, I think, you know, our mind is a very sensual organ and, we can do a lot with it. We can be creative in many ways, and sometimes they're positive, and sometimes they're not so positive. So, what um what I like to help people do is get fully sensual and in touch. Oh, I love it! I love it, and that that's wonderful because what I want to ask you is, how does our culture encourage us to turn down our sensuality? Well, we talked about it a little with the, you know, people saying like, don't be so sensitive. But even you talked about it in the intro is technology. It's like, nope, don't have connection with people. Um, just go and push this button and sign up for this or that. And um, you you don't get the full uh, sensual connection. Like I have friends on Facebook who I consider like, I'm really like friends with them, but I've never touched them. You know, I've never actually heard their voice. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where there is another level, another aspect of connection. And um, yeah, so I, I think it comes in a lot of places. I think, like we said, with the with the wanting to dull ourselves, <laughs> go to sleep. Um, and the and the technology that sort of separates us a little bit more keeps us in our head a little more, and um, and really that yeah going back to the uh, the whole people telling us not to be sensitive, <laughs> you know, as though it's a bad thing. I I'm with you 100 percent, and um and really you guys out there listening, being sensual is not a bad thing, and I think when you suppress the natural urge that we all have within us to be central, you actually, whether you know it or not, add a little bit more to that stress fire because you're really not acting authentically. You're really trying to suppress it. And when you act authentically and you allow yourself to feel central, to be central, you you eliminate that one log, so to speak, that you might put on that stress fire. You actually eliminate that and open up an opportunity for more decreasing of the stress and decreasing of the um, overwhelm that you might be might be experiencing in your life. I know, Tam, you talk about the four eyes, and mm-hmm. can you tell our our listeners 
What exactly are the four eyes? <laughs> well, they're really cool. Um, they are instinct, intuition, intellect, and inspiration. And the way they work, they kind of go hand in hand with, I talk about these five levels of awakening your sensuality or, or awareness. And um, you, you kind of go through this cycle. And if you imagine like your instincts come from like sort of your root chakra, your, your base. Right. And then your intuition comes from your third chakra, that gut feeling that you have. You know, so instincts are more like physical. You feel it in your body. These are things like smell, touch, you hear things, you taste things, things like that. It's very instincts are more physical, and there's reaction that way. Um, and then to to intuition is more like emotional, heart based. It, sometimes we have that sort of knowing, but we don't know why. You know that kind of thing. And uh, it's sort of like our spiritual compass. And then the intellect, that's our mental. We have our thoughts and our actual knowledge. And, and you know, I talk about we get too into our heads. We can go too far with that. But certainly, I like my head. I am not ready to, like, give up on it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it gets to be a part of it. It just shouldn't be dominating what we do. Exactly. And then the last one, if you imagine, so the, the chakra involved with intellect is the uh, sixth chakra, the third eye, right between your um, eyebrows on your forehead and then inspiration is the top of the head and that's your spiritual that's your connection that's um, where you get your divine guidance and you know that's just pure love and light that comes through you and, and emanates and um, that's one of those things where I think a lot of creative people experience this like um, oh, one of my favorites is Carlos Santana uh, you know when people say oh you know you're such a great guitar player and he says I don't play guitar. God plays guitar through me. Oh, I love that. And I absolutely love Carlos Santana. I've, I've yeah. the kid. And, um, and, you know, I really, really um, like his music. It just, it does speak to you. So for the fact that he doesn't even take credit for his beautiful guitar playing and he says that spirit, source, God, whoever, you know, you, whatever you want to call the divine um, is actually, playing through him how beautiful is that yeah and that's the thing is we all have access to that i mean we may not wake up as good as carlos santana tomorrow but it is something that we do have access to i, I have a lot of friends who are authors and it's so funny because all of us have had this experience like we write we write we write we write and then we go back and read what we wrote and it's like where did that come from? Sometimes I seriously am like, did somebody get into my computer and write this stuff? Because I don't remember <laughs> writing any of that. But it was like, oh, it just it just comes. It's just, and I, I think everybody's had that experience, that being in the flow. That right. that's the feeling of of total inspiration. I could equate that with you know everyone's familiar with Michael Jordan, and I am a die hard. Sports fan. I mean, I I grew up in a family with a bunch of guys. I mean, I, I have just a brother, but all my cousins were boys, and here I am, this girl, and I love baseball. I am a San Francisco Giants fan. I love football. I have a lot of favorite teams, and not so much favorite teams, but I have a lot of favorite players that play on many different teams. And then my ultimate love, of course, is basketball. And Michael Jordan, you, I know we all can remember when he would get in his zone. He mm -hmm. was absolutely unstoppable and so when I when you I hear you talk about you know the four eyes I could actually in what Carlos Santana said about you know the divine source playing the guitar through him I almost want to think and equate that to Michael Jordan that if the divine source was down here playing basketball you know <laughs> would definitely use the four eyes of instinct intuition intellect and inspiration which you all do you know any athlete or anybody that is in tune and in touch with himself, utilizes on a daily basis. But when Michael Jordan was in his zone, he's definitely using the four eyes. And I think that he was tapping into the energy or God was tapping into his energy, actually playing basketball through him. And that's why he was absolutely so awesome. And I mean, I know there's a lot of phenomenal athletes out there today. And I could probably say that about all of them, that they have tapped into the four eyes. They've connected to their have connected to their crown chakra and they've allowed source to come in and do what source wants to do that is beneficial to all of us and so I think that's just absolutely beautiful and in the same context they are 
truly being central, but we don't see it like that. You know, we right. just, it, but that's exactly, you know, based on what you just said, that's exactly now how I interpret it and see it. So that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and it is one of those things where you have to use all four of them. You can't say to any of the eyes, you know, you can't say, well, I'm not going to use my instinct. Nope, I'm not going to use my intuition. A lot of people do that. They stop around intuition and say, um, well, you know, I, I don't have the maybe intellect gets involved and says, I don't have all of the information here. I better not follow my gut. And your gut is way smarter than your head sometimes. You know, your head has a limited amount of knowledge. Your gut, and we're going to talk about the levels of awareness, is really, really smart. I mean, there are things that you will sense and you will feel and you don't know why, but they're right. And I'm sure we've all had that experience before, too. You just you know something and you don't know why you know it. You just do. I and the, that's when we have to follow that. Yeah, I, I don't mean to cut in on you, but I know people out there that when they haven't listened to their gut, and I've been one of them, when I haven't listened to my gut instinct, boy, was I sorry. And when I worked with ER trauma nurse, the funny thing is, on my personal life, I may have not listened to my gut instinct and been sorry. And I had a lesson about 12 years ago that will I will never, ever not listen to my gut instinct. But when I worked in a, as a nurse in an ER trauma um, unit and, and taking care of those patients, I always went by, by my gut instinct when I was, you know, assessing my patients or out there triaging patients because sometimes a person could look like they're doing okay, but my gut instinct would tell me you need to get that person in right away. And every time, 100% of the time, that person was really sick. They were either in the process of having um, a myocardial infarction or as we classically mm -hmm. call it, heart attack, or they were having some other very, very significant medical problem. But yet they weren't all in my face. They didn't look like it to the, you know, to the obvious eye, layperson's eye. And they may have not even looked like it to me, but it was my gut that told me that I need to follow the intellect that I have in my mind, follow the intuition that is coming down from the divine source, and then utilize my inspiration to do whatever I had to do to move patients out of a room so that I could get this person that my gut was telling me was really, really sick in to be taken care of. So that's absolutely fabulous. And of course, it really did decrease my stress factor. When people thought, how could you work in the ER? It's so stressful and, and everything's going all, all, you know, so crazy, so hectic. And I did work at night, so it was crazy and hectic. Mm -hmm. And I would say, it's like the most relaxing place to me because I tapped in at this point. At that point, I didn't know it. But basically, I was tapping into the four eyes every single night that I worked. And because I was, it wasn't a stressful place for me. And so now... What I want you to expand upon is what are the steps we can take to expand our senses? Uh -huh. and, well, I, and, I love, go ahead, go ahead, head on in, jump in there, Tam. <laughs> um, well, I just love what you just said. You're just telling that story about your work in the ER because that is exactly what I'm talking about. And the reason that you, you, well, you're a strong woman to start with, that's how you could, even when people are saying, no, they look fine. And you're like, no, they're not. You know, you're strong enough to stand up. Some people don't always do that. They go, oh, well, maybe that person knows more than me or whatever, giving their power away. But um, what I love is that you are so sensitive. And that is sensitivity is the key to sensuality because unless you're sensitive, if you're asleep, if you dulled yourself out or if you don't feel like um, sometimes some of us will stuff away emotions because we don't do things like we don't get angry or we don't want to feel certain things. We don't want to feel hurt. So we stuff those away and then we don't have access to them. So it's one of those things where it sounds like you're just fully sensitive and that is such a gift. And it was a gift to those people that lives that you saved. <laughs> and I did patients come back and, you know, tell me, you know, um, that they were very grateful grateful to me for what I did to save them their lives. And, and, you know, they may have not been the most cooperative at the time, but because I was so um, connected to them that they were able to follow my instructions and they're able to come back to me, you know, and say, you know, thank you, Rochelle, because if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have made it through. Or if it wasn't for you tapping in 
to me about something that I thought was not that serious, um, I wouldn't be living today. And so I really, really, I really thank you for saying that. And, and people really, really do need to tap into to what we're discussing. Yeah. So that really is a perfect segue into the first level. And so these are the levels of awakening or of awareness. And um, the first level is the me level. You have to start with understanding yourself. And that's all your attention is on you. You know, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? What are you doing? Um, This is also a get real level, too, (laughs) because it's about breaking through our delusions. And, you know... Hold on. Really good. Repeat that one more time for the listeners because <laughs> they need to know that when you're taking care of yourself and you're tapping into the me level, you're not being selfish. So say that one more time. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a selfish place at all. You are centered. You're focused on yourself, but you don't stop there. This is just the first level. There are five, you know. But it is so important because if you don't know how you're thinking, feeling, acting, if you're not paying attention to yourself, if you're just always out there, so to speak, you are going to be missing a lot. <laughs> so on the get real part of it, um, the breaking through our delusions because we can make up stories, and sometimes you know we made up stories when we were a kid to make things okay, like you know. Um, if you were hurt by maybe a parent or something like that, you say, oh, well, they were, you know, stressed out and they didn't mean it and things like that. We just make it okay. And um, we have to look at, you know, what beliefs we created when we were younger, the thoughts, the feelings and attitudes that are serving us because some of them are really serving us well and then others are not. So it's about going through and cleaning up, basically. Um, You know, there's a quote your book that um, that is absolutely powerful. And, and what you say is, until we believe in ourselves, we undermine everyone else's belief in us mm-hmm. and responsibility to set the foundation of our own life. And so this fits perfectly with what you're saying is, um, you know, it's okay to believe in yourself and it's okay to take care of me and it's okay to put me first. Yeah. It's not only okay, it's essential. It's vital. Like if you really want to to be able to use your full power, because you need to be in your full power in order to serve the world in the biggest way. So I invite everyone that I ever work with and, you know, all of the speaking and coaching and everything that I do, that's my first invitation. Let's work on you and let's really get to, you know, Find the places where you're handing your power over and where do you lose self-respect? Where do you not feel worthy? You know, things like that. Because all of us at points, we feel it, but it's really become aware, becoming aware of it so it doesn't undermine us, you know? Okay. So I agree. Now, let's move into the, the second level. Okay. Well, let's see. The second level. And, oh, of course, with the first level, we want to make sure that you're using all of the eyes so that you go through with personally how you feel, um, you know, using all of the eyes, the instinct, intuition, intellect, and inspiration. And um, so the second level is the we we level. And that one is, uh, that's when you're focused on yourself. So you hold all the things in the first level, but you also hold uh, either a connection with another person or something you know, like Michael Jordan, (laughs) he was a perfect example of when, and I actually studied him because of my work with USA Gymnastics. I really wanted to learn from who are the best athletes in the world and why were they the best. And so I used to watch this VHS um, I had of Michael Jordan playing and I watched the camera would be on his face and everything disappeared when he was going for that basket. You could see it. All of his focus went to one point. Right. It was like, it was amazing. You could see it in his eyes because his eyes were moving, 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 and then they were perfectly still. And so that's kind of like, this is like a focus level. So it's, you're, you're holding your self-awareness and your focus on something else. And it's not just the concentration. It's a full body awareness that, that really, like Michael Jordan's a perfect example of this, it develops your effectiveness and alignment and centering so that you can be your top, you know, the, your most um, efficient. I love it. I yeah. Love- and so, oh, sorry. 
so you know, like everybody's done this, like you've been in a conversation, you know, and you're in a restaurant, you're talking, and then all of a sudden you look around like everybody else has left. You're the last people there, you know, that kind of thing. You get so involved in something or like um, sometimes I'll be working on my computer and I'll be working on a project and all of a sudden I look up and go, oh, it's dark. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the dark. So um, it's one of those things where, you know, we don't want to stay in that kind of environment. But sometimes, you know, when you're really focused, when you're creating, that's when it's really important, um, you know, when you're in that uh, discovery phase of something. You sometimes need to get so pinpoint focused on it. And it allows you that, that place really allows you to deeply understand something. Oh, that sounds absolutely wonderful. So I'm sitting on the edge of my chair and I can't wait to find out what's next. <laughs> well, um, so with this one, there's another aspect of it because you're not just looking at yourself anymore. You want to also look at what's the vibration of the person or the, the thing you're with. So that's another thing that you can notice. Um, and like uh, love is a high vibration and fear has a lower vibration. So you want to also be able to calibrate, you know, like to know what's going on. Um, so it is one of those things where uh, you can look at, you know, what's being asked for from this other person or this project or whatever and what's being offered and what's the vibration of this because that will help you sensitize yourself to it. And again, going through your four eyes, always, always, always. Um, but it's one of those things where you don't want to get stuck in level one or two like we talked about. You can, well, some people who are really um, heady, you know, can get stuck in that focus. Right. But the third level, the third level is so much fun because the third level is like the big picture. I also like to call it the ninja level because you're ready for anything. <laughs> and, um, and that's where you get this huge perspective. And it's like you're simultaneously aware of yourself and this, you can be focused on something, but you also have a sense of everything that is going on around you. Like you can be focused on a conversation and still notice that someone entered a room or drove by in a car or, you know, you're noticing the passing of time, things like that. So it's a very sensual uh, type of awareness because you're really expanding your awareness to include everything, how you're feeling, noticing smells, the temperature of a room, you know, the changing energy in your surroundings because if somebody walks in who it has, a low vibration and they're, you know, obviously they're not to do, to do no good. You want to make sure that you're paying attention or somebody comes in that is just pure love and they just raise a vibration. It's like, you know, it's, you've seen it when people walk into a room and light it up. It's that, you know, noticing, noticing things like that. In so perfect example of how, even though he was focused on, you know, making his move to the basket and he was, quote unquote, in his zone. So he was focused on the knee. He's in the four eyes. He was focused on the we because, you know, he's on the court and he's not by himself. But then he was also in his ninja mode, the third level, where even though he's focused on dribbling and driving to the basket, he was aware of where every other player, whether it was on his team or not on his team, was. And he knew that if he went to the basket and he didn't have it, that he could dish it off to, say, Scottie Pippen, um, who could finish for him, and that, and so he was, you know, he, he's a great example for this because he, yeah, he is <laughs> all five levels in which that he, he, he's, I want to say, the epitome of what we're talking about. He is totally, and he not only knew where everybody was on the court, but he knew what they were doing and what their vibration was. Were they being blocked? Were they coming at him? Were they, you know, what were their intentions? He was reading all of that. So it is, yeah, he's a ninja. <laughs> so this is this is a place where you do, you want to really feel like what is the vibration going on around me and how am I experiencing it in my body, going through those four eyes, what's going on, you know, and um, and sometimes at the at the third level of awareness, there are things, especially in the, in, when you're checking in with your intuition, you may know things, you may sense things that you're not sure why you sense them, but you do. You know, and that that's a good place to, to notice when you're looking at the big picture. So we should not be blocking our senses. We should not be fearful of because we've got a download that is talking to us intuitively or inspiring us or 
um, you know, educating us or enhancing our, our intellect or that feels ex- um, that feels um, instinctive to us, we should not be closing that out and we shouldn't be fearful that we that we're feeling this, correct? Absolutely no. It should be you should be celebrating it, really. Like drink champagne when you're <laughs> so well, I guess that kind of dulls your senses in a sense, but you also get that really hot flavor too. You know, that's a very stimulating flavor for your mouth. But um but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, pay attention to those things. Honor that you have that gift because there are a lot of people out there, trust me, I work with them that are they're um what does uh Seth Godin calls them the sheepwalkers <laughs> instead of sleepwalkers that they just go around doing what the crowd does and they miss out on so much and they're not contributing in ways and and what happens is at one point they kind of get the sense that they're doing this and they say whoa wait I am not going to spend my life like this and then that's when they seek help to to wake up you know <laughs> and and really that's what this whole you know all these levels and the four eyes that's what it's about and cultivating your radiance is all about waking up because when you're awake you can like you said there's a lot less stress when you're trusting yourself and trusting your your body right fully and your full power you can have a lot less stress you guys all hear that trusting yourself is okay it is okay and it actually will help you to eliminate or reduce i want to keep saying eliminate first but you know reduce or eliminate certain aspects of stress from your life. It's okay to trust yourself and it's okay to, you know, take care of the me and the we and be in your ninja mode. It's all okay because that is going to be so beneficial to you in more ways that we could ever discuss on this, on you know, during this show. Um, and there's no reason to be fearful with that. It it's really is okay and it really, really is beneficial, not just to your mind, but to your body and spirit as well. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. So the fourth level, this is the the next level is interesting because you are again holding your your self awareness, you're holding that focused awareness and you're holding the big picture awareness. And then you're noticing your impact. And that is every thought we have, every word we say, every action we take is having an impact on our surroundings and everybody else around us. Like if you think about the basketball court, anytime somebody moves, somebody else has got to move with them. You know, there's something has changed. And um, there's this is really, this level is built on causality, you know, cause and effect. So when anything changes, there's an effect. Exactly. And, yeah, and I'm not like a big, like, you know, physics types person, but um, but there's this Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, and it says the past comes into existence only when we observe it. So by simply being present somewhere, it has an effect. So whether you say something or do something or just watch, you're having an effect. I, I, I totally agree. And, and a lot of times people don't take the time to be present with themselves either thinking about something that happened a minute or two or five minutes or a year ago or whatever, or they're either thinking about something they have to do or something in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with themselves. And so, again, what that does is is really add log to the fire of stress. And when you take that time to be present with yourself, it's it's phenomenal because you actually get to enjoy the moment and and I know the divine wants us to enjoy all of our moments and wants us to be present with ourselves because it really is a tool to help reduce the stress in our life. There's so many things going on in our life that yeah, you can be stressed out about it if you want to or if you choose to. But when you be present in the present moment and you're present with yourself, you're actually giving yourself a wonderful wonderful healing gift. Yeah. And because especially at the fourth level, this is a higher state of consciousness. And you can handle a lot more stress at a higher state of consciousness than you can at a lower for sure. <laughs> you know. So in this place there is, you know, infinite possibilities. And um and you're not just aware of your impact, but you also become responsible for your impact and accountable for, for what you're doing. So this one you have to be really sensitive to your intentions. 
become aware of the intentions around you. You know, what are those, the people around you, um, what are their intentions? And then really noticing the impact that they're having. So, sorry. Tell us more. We want to know more. <laughs> well, um, this I think this level the the key focus of this level is integrity. So when you're when you become aware of the impact, is really to be an in integrity around it. So you want to look at you know what impact are my thoughts, feelings, actions having on me, and you know because sometimes they're very empowering. Like sometimes your thoughts are giving you power. It's like yeah, this is good. But you also have to notice when your thoughts feelings and actions are sabotaging you because that can happen too, <laughs> you know, to be able to just notice the impact and, you know, notice what is your intended impact because sometimes, you know, like you can go into a meeting with a bunch of people and your intention is to do something good, but you realize you say something and then all of a sudden it's like a bomb landed in the middle of the room. It's like, whoa, that's not what I meant, you know, and I think we've all experienced that, like saying something, it's like, oh, no, no, that wasn't my intention. So it's really about noticing the impact you had and like going you know, is that what I intended it to be? And then being able to clean it up, if you, you know, to just be able to say, oh, I am so sorry. I could feel, because sometimes people don't say anything. You can just feel it, like, you know, everybody sitting around the table all of a sudden just shuts down or their, their energy changes. You'll notice it. And, um, you know, you, sometimes you need to clarify, like, okay, I think this was taken the wrong way. <laughs> Let me explain my intention, you know, things like that. That, um, you know, do you have any tips that people can utilize that um, when they when they're quote unquote I want to I don't want to say stuck but realize that they might be stuck, how they can help themselves to get back to truly what true intention was or is. Yes, I love it because stuck is only a delusion. Stuck is just a place that you think you are. Um, you always have the answer. And really, it comes back to that, you know, when you're saying things like, I don't know, or feeling stuck, it's really, you've just lost your connection. And really, it goes back to the first level. You've lost your connection with yourself. Go back, reconnect with, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's going on with me? And then, you know, it moves into that self-compassion, self-love, self-trust. And... um yeah, you can unstick yourself pretty easily, unless you can't. Sometimes it's harder than others. And then um, in those times, like when it's really hard, and especially when you're dealing with another person, like in a relationship, well, it's always a relationship when you're dealing with another person, but, you know, whether it's a love relationship or a work relationship or your kid or whatever, my invitation to the people that I work with and to myself is when I get really stuck I and I can feel, you know, what – what's going on with me than just being transparent, saying, here's my intention, here's what I really wanted, you know. And, um, but by saying I don't know, you're totally just like unplugging yourself and becoming disempowered. And that I don't know is like handing your power over. Yeah, and that's definitely not good. And again, yeah. a little it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. It's stressful. It's like maybe you're not putting a great big log on the fire of stress, but you're definitely adding some kindling material to it, which just really hampers our ability to be stress-free in situations that probably don't need to be stressed. Right, right. So then we get to move into our fifth level, which is really fun because this is the divine level. This is that connection where, where we become aware of all the other four levels and our connection to all that is. And that is just, this is where we go beyond the awareness of our impact and really notice how the divine moves through us. Like we talked about with Carla Santana or Michael Jordan, it's all the levels and there's this feeling of grace and ease and harmony. And this, kind of energy moves through our entire body. This is a very high vibration. And honestly, it takes, well, I can't say for everyone, but for some, it takes a long time to be able to fully function at the fifth level. Usually when I work with people, we're working on level one for quite some time, and then they move up and we keep adding on to it. But the fifth level is, I mean, it's a challenge to be at that level um, 
all the time, certainly. I am not there all the time, but it's one of those things where when you get glimpses of it, oh, it's yummy. <laughs> it's really awesome. I have a so, of, um, I'm going to say panna cotta, or one of my favorite desserts. Okay, let me let, let me roll back. Panna cotta, huh? Of that first piece of that wonderful chocolate cake. Uh-huh. Mm, I didn't think I liked chocolate cake. I thought chocolate cake might be too difficult for me to obtain. <laughs> and then it's like I tasted a little bit of it, and it's actually yummy, and I want more and if I keep you know being aware of what I'm doing I'll get more opportunities to taste chocolate cake and then pretty I mean I know you know I'm I'm using an analogy of chocolate cake I but think it's awesome <laughs> but you know that you know it's it's like once you for instance once you get in that zone and you have a taste of being in the zone whatever your zone may be and even if it's just for a tiny bit of time You've opened up the door, so it might be cracked, and then, but you've allowed that little bit of energy and light to come in, and then you might have another time where it might be, you know, in a couple months, and you and the door opens a little bit wider, and then having these experiences until pretty soon, you're able to operate at that level that you're truly seeking. And you know, it's we're all always work in progress. I mean, none of us perfect and and none of us have anything really I'm gonna say down wrote so to speak. I mean even Michael Jordan, even though he was this great professional athlete, he still had to practice. Otherwise he wouldn't have been able to do the things he did. And the more he practiced, the more he was able to get into his zone. And then the more he was able to get into the zone, he was able to recognize I like being his own in the zone. So he was able to attract more of that energy into into him so that he could get in the zone. And the same thing with Carlos Santana. I'm sure the first time he picked up his guitar and he played beautifully, it was a really, really good feeling. And the more he did, the more he practiced, the more the divine is able to come through him and play. And pretty soon it becomes so natural that when he picks up his guitar to play, he opens the door to enlightenment to allow the divine to come into him and play for all of us through him. So it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and and so the thing is to know when the chocolate cake is there, to have a bite of it. You know, it's like, wouldn't it be a shame if the chocolate cake was sitting right in front of you and you didn't notice it because you were asleep, you know? (laughs) So it's one of those things. Notice that, that this is available to you. And so also notice when it's not. So if you're forcing or struggling and when you're, you're, you're definitely not aware of the divine when it's difficult. Um, and, and then those times when you feel that kind of like, okay, things are really hard right now, just stop and breathe and empty out all those, all the things that are blocking the divine coming through you and go ahead and take a bite of that chocolate cake <laughs> and, and just ask, you know, what's possible if I allow the divine to move through me right now? And you just go from there because it's, it's kind of like a team. Level five is a, is teamwork. It's, it's like you and the divine spirit are on the same team. And, it's like, and, and, and that's your connection to everything, all that is and everyone. And so it's really, really powerful. I love it. I love, I love, I wish we had like more time to, to really um, dwell deep in this, into this because I truly believe that, um, it it is information that people need to know and need to hear about and actually can utilize in into their lives every day. I mean, you know, the more you do it, of course, the more easier it becomes. The more you do it, the more you remember to do it. Um, so it it's just fabulous information. But what I want you to do is if you could just quickly restate the five levels of awareness um, for everyone so that they just can, you know, quickly um, – have the sense of the five right in front of them, and then maybe what we are doing by uh, by doing this is allowing it to stay present in their mind. And if it's, even if it's only for thirty seconds or a minute, you know it's okay because now they are truly aware of something that they may have not been aware of before. So can you just quickly um, just restate the five levels of awareness for us? 
I'd like to do the five levels and then give one invitation at the end. So yes, the, um, the first level is the me level, what's going on with you. The second level is kind of the we level, like what's going on with you and someone else or, or something else. And then the third level is that big picture, the ninja level, <laughs> and noticing everything that's going on. And then the fourth level is impact, noticing it, becoming responsible, and, and being in integrity around your impact. And then the fifth level is the divine level. And so my invitation to you is a way that you can turn on your sensuality to get your senses actually more alive and more awakened is um, we do this thing called a sensorium, and it's so much fun. You can certainly do it with your partner, you know, that's a love partner. You can do it with just a friend, um, or you can do it by yourself. It's less fun that way, but you could. Um, and so if you're doing it with a partner, you blindfold. What, one of you is blindfolded, and so they're the, the uh, receiver. And then the other person just uses things like feathers on your skin, silk, you know, things like that, just you know, massaging, just a light touch, even little things like rosemary that smells good and feels cool on your skin. And so you turn on your, your touch and then your taste, giving them little bites of things like, you know, blueberries that will burst in their mouth or chocolate or strawberries or chocolate strawberries or, um, you know, anything like pineapple, something that's really super strong and, and flavorful. And then, you know, smells like using essential oils or, you know, fresh roses, things like that. So when you're blindfolded, your senses become a lot more aware and certainly sound, you know, using um, tuning forks or chimes, gongs, you know, anything, little shakers, anything that makes nice sound, uh, an instrument if you can play, you know, things like that. So you practice letting one person receive and then you trade places and you guys will both end up a lot more sensitive. Beautiful. That is it's really fun. <laughs> want to fun because as we did discuss earlier that, you know, you definitely can be sensual and sensual can lead into sexual. And I guess I can say that because it's my show and it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Help us to be um, in touch with our senses, which opens up this wonderful path to sensuality for us. And when we open up this wonderful path to sensuality, you know, we're a allowing ourselves to be in touch with ourselves and all of that that is around us in a positive, enlightened, and perfect way. And that really does help us to reduce or eliminate our stress. And now, Tam, we're just about out of time. So what I'd like to do is can people, if they're interested in more of what you do or, um, you know, interested in working with you, can you just real quickly tell people how they can reach out and touch you? Yes, absolutely. So uh, my website is TamaraGerlach.com, and that's T-A-M-A-R-A-G-E-R-L-A-C-H.com. And if you want to email me, it's simply Tam at TamaraGerlach.com. Um, and uh, I'm working on a brand new website right now. It's not up yet, so my old one is there, but you can kind of see some of the stuff that I do, and certainly, you know, if anybody wants to dive into this deeper, um, I do work one-on-one -on -one with people. Okay, so everyone, this has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience to have Tamara Gerlach, our, I don't want to call her our sensuality guru, but our <laughs> our to us that is um, here to teach us how to cultivate radiance in our in our lives. And I want you guys to all please go pick up a copy of her, her new book, Cultivating Radiance. It is absolutely beautiful. It has so, so many wonderful things. And I, I mean, I absolutely love it. It has so many wonderful things. And you not only is it informational and informative, but it's, it's actually action. It, there's activities in there. Like I said earlier, there's mantras that you can do. And um, it really, really is truly a gift that we have the Radiance Lady with us today that allowed us to talk about sensuality and how it could help us in our lives to be less stressed or completely eliminate stress from our lives. And, you know, how we can be in touch with the five um, the five levels of awareness, but also more importantly, how we can um, be inspired 
and, and pay attention and, and focus on um, the four eyes, which are instinct, intuition, intellect, and inspiration. So I just want to thank you, Tam. Or I'm so you know so fond of me. Uh, you're so I I just love you so much. So I'm saying Tam. Really, what I should be saying is your full complete name, so that the listeners can really reach out and touch you. This is Tamara Gerlach, our guest, um, and she can be contacted, or you can learn more about her at triple w Tamara T A M like Mary A R A Gerlach. G like George, E-R-L-A-C-H dot com. And I, I want to thank you all for listening. Again, my name is Rochelle Lawson, and you can pick up a gift from me, um, 21 Tips to Instantly Reduce Stress, and you can get that at either triple W com. That's R-O-C-H. E-L-E-L-A-W-S-O-N, like Nancy, dot com. Or you can go to triple W, free gifts from Rochelle, dot com. And with that, I would like to send you guys off in a wonderful, blissful state by wishing you much health and wellness into your life and Not only do we want to reduce and eliminate your stress, but we also want to bring peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day, and namaste. And thank you very much, Tamara. You're welcome. Thank you.